I was praying this week and just spending some time with the Lord. And um, I was kind of having a hard time this week. Who, how many of you are having a hard time this week? Okay. Okay, so I'm, I'm hearing the Holy Ghost on that. Um, so I was kind of having a hard time. And it seemed like um, the enemy was really talking to me a lot. Um, just trying to um, initiate some fear in my heart. And I, I really wanted to address that this morning um, just uh, and talk about uh, the thing. I, I just want to share the thing that he told me that really helped me, um, that my heart just sat down on the inside again and got back in that lazy boy and started to enter into his rest. Um, you know, I, I, I love um, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to move this out of the way because if I walk around, I'm going to trip. Um, I love the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Hold on. Thank you, Matthew. Because um, he doesn't leave us as orphans, but his leadership is really perfect over us. And so if you ask him for bread, he's not going to give you a stone. And so what I love about the days uh, that we're living in, and really uh, the, our, our inheritance is, is um, hearing and seeing. Everybody hears the voice of the Lord. The voice of uh, God is talking 24-7. I'm telling you, he is chatty Cathy. He never stops talking. And those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying will hear him. And so it's just a matter of saying, God, you need to open my ears up because I need to hear what you're saying. And so I love when... Um, when I have a question and I need to know something about the hour that we're living in or the hour or, or how the Lord uh, wants me to live in this particular day. Because not everything is the same. And you know that because of life. The seasons of life are different and how we're to respond to the seasons of life are different. God is always the same, and his nature is always the same, but he has, he partners with his people uh, differently in different seasons, right? And so I love that when I ask him a question, Lord, what do you want me to do? And Lord meaning he's in charge. You know, there are very few times in the Bible where he's, he's known as the Savior, but um, like, like, like a quarter of the times he's called Savior, but 75% but of the time he's called Lord. And so it's like Lord, meaning I am obedient. You are over me. You are, you are the one that guides me into all truth. And so I'm like, Lord, what is it that, that you would have me do? How do you want me to live right now? And how can I follow you? And, and he'll, be, he'll begin to speak to me and give me dreams. And then he, or he'll give me a vision. Or he'll show me in the word. Or he'll just talk to me. And he'll say, Tracy, this is what, how I want you to, this is what I want you to do. And it's just a phenomenal way to live life because you never have to really worry about anything. And then you just go do what he says, trusting in his faithfulness and, and in his love that he's going to take care of us. And so I wanted to share with you some of the visions that the Lord has given to me. And then I want to talk to you about, um, uh, David, um, so recently, the Lord showed me, and I won't go into the details of the vision, but the Lord showed me that 
that this is really going to be the finest hour of the saints, that he has prepared us for this hour and that, that we have everything in us. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. We have everything in us that we need. And, and um, the Lord told us that this year was going to be the year of um, Isaiah 60, which is arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Uh, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but you, your the light of God will be seen in you and on you. Now, if I were, if I had a lamp here without a lampshade and I turned it on right now, it it would not, you would not be able, I mean, you could see it, but it wouldn't create any light for you. It would just kind of blend in with the light you're already seeing. But if I were to turn down every light in the room and this was the only light shining, all of the sudden it would be that lamp that was bringing light to everything. And that's the way it is with us. We're actually already shining. But, but because it's still light outside, People walk by us and they don't necessarily see it. But when the, 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 uh, when the world begins to shake, the great darkness shall cover the people. And so therefore, they'll see us and say, help! <laughs> because um, don't you know that we were actually created for this hour? I love that. We were created for the storms, to live in the storms. Um, I, all right, in 2006, I had this vision. And in the vision, um, and when I, there are different levels of vision, but this one was a, a very significant vision because I was, I was um, taken up. And I could see with my eyes, and um, so it was very one of those very powerful uh, visions. Um, and I was in Dallas, and I was on um, 635 uh, in my white minivan, which at the time I didn't have a white minivan. And I got the white minivan three years later, and it was given to me. I didn't pick out a white minivan. Anyway, I'm in my white minivan. <laughs> <laughs> I had my eye on that jag, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You can fit a lot of kids in a minivan. And the doors slide open. So, so anyway, um, I'm in my white minivan, and um, I, I, I look to the west, and I see all of these um, white tornadoes, white whirlwinds coming. And I look to the south, and I see, a, I see so many black tornadoes or whirlwinds coming that it's created a wall of wind coming up from the south and um and everybody on 635 could see it and the cars were all stopped and everybody was getting out of the car so you have two things happening you have the white you have the light and you have the dark right and they're both coming at the same time and so I go into downtown Dallas towards the uh, black swirling wall of wind. And um, I go to this place that's called the Rock Quarry. And I hear a voice and, and he says, this male voice says, release the vehicles. And out of the Rock Quarry came all of these um, armored cars. And I jump in one of the armored cars and 
an angel is driving it. And he says to me, even if we are hit directly, we take a direct hit, uh, we'll be fine in this car. Um, so we go at a mountain in downtown Dallas, and then the side of the mountain is the house of prayer. And so I go into the house of prayer and I look out the window once I get there and everybody's worshiping in the house of prayer. And by the way, there are beds in the house of prayer where people are resting. You know, people are not bothered about the storm. They're not worried. They're not anxious. They're not fearful about the storm. They're actually resting in the beds. And so I, I look out the window and I see this storm and it is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. People are trapped in barbed wire. They are literally, their whole bodies have been blown into barbed wire. And they're just people everywhere that are trapped in this storm. So I go outside of the house of prayer. And when I do to save the people, when I do, as I step outside into the darkness and the swirling storm, my body is illuminated. There's light that is like my skin is translucent and there's light that's emanating from me. And the storm, everywhere I walk, the storm is pressed back. So as I'm going towards these people that are trapped, I don't even have to untangle them. I just laid a hand on them and immediately they were set free and I began to take them with me back into the house of prayer where I began to teach them about the day and the hour that we are living in and that Christ will soon return. So I, I say that to tell you, uh, here's, here's what, here are some of the elements of that vision. We saw the storms along with everyone else. The believers and the unbelievers were looking around and they were saying storms are coming. But the storms did not come near us. God released his provision out of the rock quarry, out of the rock. Uh, he is our rock, we, the rock of Christ. Out of that place, he released armored vehicles that his people got in that were supervised and driven by angels saying, if you are here, nothing will come near you. Then we go up into the house of prayer. We're, what do you do at a house of prayer? You pray and you worship, right? And so we're in the house of prayer and we, we're hidden. We're hidden in the place in Christ. We're hidden in that place in Christ. And so as we're there, we, we look out and we say, we are the answer. We're the solution to what is happening. Look, the harvest, the harvest. What happens in a harvest time? The wheat matures and it begins to bow. And so we're looking out and the people are bent over. They're ready for the harvest. They're ready for the gospel. They can now see that the light in us is shining and they respond to us going out to get them to bring them into the house of the Lord. We're the rescuers. And then we began to teach people about hearing the voice of the Lord and began to tell them about the day and the hour that we're living in. 
It's really the hour that uh, David spoke of in Psalm 91. And in fact, I've asked Matthew to do a teaching over the next couple of Sundays on Psalm 91. And so that's going to be really uh, a real treasure. It's going to be um, really deep, specifically because Matthew is a, a wonderful teacher. And Psalm 91 is, is really something I, I want to take a deep dive in. Um, but here's the thing about David. David was very familiar with the storms. And it's interesting when you read the Psalms, we think of the Psalms as words and we read them as words, but they were songs. So here's David, right? He's in the cave of the Dullam. What's he doing? That dude's writing a song. I mean, you're thinking, wouldn't you be sharpening your knives or swords or whatever? But he's over there like a minstrel and he's writing about the situation that he's in. He's actually in his heart. His heart is responding to the trouble by doing what? By worshiping the Lord. He's like, this, this trouble has now inspired the most amazing song. Hold on a second. I got to write this down. And so he starts pinning a song. It's just phenomenal to me. And so I look around me. And I don't know if y'all are aware of this, but you know, a lot of the wealthy people and the kings of the earth are building caves. They call them shelters or they call them whatever, but or bunkers, but they're cutting into mountains and they're building caves for themselves because so that they can hide away in the days of trouble. I mean, come on. What day are we living in, right? This is incredible. And by the way, some of these caves are like five-star hotels. I'm thinking, can I get that address? Seriously, though. But here's the deal. While they're hiding in caves, we will be hidden in Christ. We are not called to go to the cave but we're actually called to stand in the middle of the storm. And we're called to stand there, and the storm's going to be blowing all around us, and we're going to be doing this. La, 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 la. Right? Right? I mean, just like David, people were like, dude, why are you singing? You're a giant slayer. Come on, man up on this. But David really understood that Judah has to go first. It's the song of the Lord that creates a shift and calls the angels in because the angels are like, whoop, wait a minute. They're worshiping. Let's go over here. <laughs> and right, what was that angel doing in my vision? He said, release the vehicles. The angels are driving. Where's the angel taking me to? Let's go to the house of the Lord. Let's go to the place of worship so that we can praise God in the midst of the storm. The fearless people of God, we will be harvesting, helping, loving, and raising the dead. We're actually now going to take it to a whole new level, which I'm really excited about. Because there was a time when I fasted for like nine months going, God, I want to raise the dead. So I fasted for nine months. I haven't actually found a dead person yet to raise, but I'm, I'm hopeful. So um, anyway, but here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be like, Jeremy's going to be like, I raised five 
people today from the den. I'm like, no way, I raised 10. <laughs> We're a little competitive around here, but in a good way. <laughs> uh, I mean, but this is really gonna be exciting. This is like 24, this is Jeff's dream. Jeff, the evangelist, he can't wait for He's so excited. I mean, he's like, <laughs> he's like, now I won't have to beg people to go out with me. You know, it'll just be like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel, like John says. How to evangelize. Yeah, it'll just be like, oh, boom, accidentally evangelized. Okay, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Oh, you've slain in spirit, slain in spirit, slain in spirit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. More canned goods for me. <laughs> So really, Jesus is our home, and he's our safe place. We're called to be hidden in him. We must be still and know that he is God and be covered by his presence. David said this, and I, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 27. Give me a whoop when you're there. Wow, y'all are so good. Bible scholars, you know where the Psalms are. All right, Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Listen, ISIS doesn't have anything on the Holy Ghost. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm so tired of all of those tactics of theirs. It's like, ha, 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 whatever. I have Christ that the raised, I have the spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead that lives on the inside of me. I think I've got the trump card. By the way, I'm not talking politics. <clears throat> but he said this, though an army may encamp around me, my heart shall not fear. The war may rise against me. In this, I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. What will he do? Hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle, and I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord, right? La, 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 la. And all of a sudden, we will see the storms begin to come down as we, like David, will begin to sing the praises to the Lord in that moment, in the microsecond that the storms are raging. So I, I would suggest that some of you memorize some of these psalms so that you can hit your note when it comes. <laughs> Hear, O oh Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. 
Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breath out of, uh, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Man, that's good. There's David in the middle of the storm, and he said, Hide me, God, in the cleft of the rock. Hide me so I can know your goodness, so I can see your goodness, so I can experience your goodness. Because it's the declaration of the goodness of the Lord that will really be the thing that will, uh, that will uh, be the standard that rises up. The word says that when the enemy comes like a flood, when the enemy comes in, I'm sorry, I need, I need to put that comma where it belongs. When the enemy comes in, comma, the Lord will raise up a standard, will come like a flood and raise up a standard on our behalf. He will come like a flood. Think about a tsunami. Think about the violence of his passion for us. And when the enemy comes in, he blows and comes in like that flood. It's really very, very um, similar to the exodus, to Moses' exodus. In the day of trouble, trouble came upon all of Egypt, all of Egypt. And so there they were living in the land in the midst of the enemy. And what happened is when he began to pour out all of his judgments on the land, what happened to the people of God? They were set apart. They had, um, they lived in the land of Goshen. In the land of Goshen, um, it means drawing near. It means that they drew near, just like, just like David said, I will draw near to you in the time of trouble. I am, I am already hidden away in Christ. Therefore, this is my existence, that I have become one with you, and therefore no harm can come near my tent, right? Well, so... What happened to them, it said this in Exodus 8, through 23. The word says, I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. He said, I will make a difference between my people and your people. And so he said, there's actually, everybody's going to see the difference. Right now, you can agree that most people don't see the difference between the people of God and the people of the land. But he said, when the shakings come, the difference of my people will be very evident to the people of the land. And it, again, the reason it's our finest hour is because it's his finest hour. Because of the victory of the cross will be seen on his people where the glory of the Lord is now resonating from us. And again, we will be the ones that are the rescuers. We'll be the ones that are the harvesters, right? 
God is not going to, in all of this, shaking. He's merely getting the harvesters ready to begin to reap the harvest. You're the harvesters. You're the one that the wealth is going to be poured out into your hands so that you can be a place of provision for the time of trouble. That's good news. So several things happened in this exodus and to Goshen. They had supernatural protection. So nothing came near the area of Goshen. They had supernatural provision. Their provision was ransomed. Remember when all of the animals... All of the livestock died, but the the livestock in Goshen did not die. And so they had, in fact, it was was their livestock. Remember, they went out. When they went out, they went out with their livestock with them. When um, darkness, complete darkness came, there there was light in the tents of the people in the land of Goshen. I mean, how much more supernatural can you get? You know, the people of the land must have been looking at that saying, okay, your God is different than the gods of Egypt. And same with Daniel. Here he is in the, uh, the lion's den, and it wasn't until he got put in the lion's den that, that, that the king Nebuchadnezzar said, okay, <clears throat> something's different here about your God because he shut the mouth of those lions. So, so it's in the time of the storms that the people of God who believe and have faith will be the ones that represent God rightly. Amen? We are to be the light of heaven. We're to be the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and you are the light of the world. You are the light. We are the light. As the world gets darker, we will get brighter. Revelation um, 9, 1 through 11 is very clear. It talks about a release uh, from the bottomless pit of these locusts um, and that the locusts come upon the land and they come upon the people of God or the people that are not marked by God. It says this. I'm going to read it to you. Then out of the smoke, the locusts came up. I'm in verse 3 if you want to, 9, 3. Uh, Then out of the smoke, locusts uh, came upon the earth, and to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only the men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. See, we've been marked by God, and Ezekiel 9 is very clear that those who mourn over the abominations in the land will be marked by God. He releases the man in linen, the man with the inkhorn, to begin to mark God's people because they are more, they're crying out over the abominations that are going on in the land. They don't call evil good. They don't look at the, at the uh, Supreme Court um, decision about homosexuality and say, oh, that's good. That's good. Everybody should have a chance to be married. No, 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 that's not good. What that has released upon our land is a complete and total abomination. There are now um, cases before the Supreme Court for, uh, uh, for marriage to animals, bestiality. 
there is now a case, you can look it up, there's now a case before the Supreme Court that we can marry uh, multiple partners. And so what they did is they have eliminated the meaning of marriage. And they've, they've destroyed uh, in this nation, not for the believers, but for the unbelievers or those who don't know God. Um, they have destroyed the gender identity, and it has caused, it has just wreaked havoc. Target recently, I don't know if y'all know this, but Target recently has decided to take down their boys and girls signs because the 3% said that it is, it's offensive. Well, I don't know about you, but my girls are girls and my boys are boys, and I, I don't need them to be any more confused than what society is already telling them. So these uh, we were listening to the Beveers, and she said, you know, the thing about the people of the land and the people about people, uh, the thing about people that are lost is they don't understand the end game. They don't understand the end game and where this thing is going. So when you see people rejoicing, Christians rejoicing over these things and celebrating it, there is, I'm just, with my heart, my whole heart, I'm crying saying, God, have mercy because they know not what they're doing, have mercy on them, because they do not know their God. And that is a bold statement, but I'm telling you, in this hour, we have to know God. We have to know his word. We have to hear his voice. We have to see his face. Because God is going around and he is marking those that know him and that weep with him over the abominations in the land. Amen? So it is truly going to be our finest hour. And, um, and so I want to tell you that, that um, fear and worry have no place with the people of God. And if that's something that's grabbed hold of your heart, where you've, uh, like, you can feel it, like it's a spirit of fear, like you're going, oh, I really want you to come forward and we want to pray for you. Jeremy actually did a great job on Thursday of doing some deliverance. And I encourage you, it was like one of the best deliverance messages I've ever heard. I encourage you to go online and listen to it because he, um, we did some corporate deliverance uh, on the spirit of fear. And, uh, and over a lot of us, I just felt even in my own heart that thing leave. And so um, if you need to um, go back and listen to that, it's fantastic. But really, this morning, let's just get rid of all of that so we can walk in and sing and praise our God in the midst of the storms that are coming. Amen? All right. Um, Tyler, would you put on some uh, worship for us? And I just want to release you to go have lunch and to pray and and I want to encourage you uh, that as we all got filled up this morning, um, go spill on people, you know, at the restaurants. Go leak on them and, and get them real oily. And then, by the way, I want you to tip them really well because if you're going to prophesy, you better bring the money and because you don't want it there. Like, because I've heard from waiters, they're just like, oh, Christians. Um, so we want to be the most generous people. I was, uh, the Lord really convicted me of this years ago. And actually last night, it was so funny because I was still kind of drunk in the Holy Ghost. And so I was trying to fill out the tip and I didn't have my glasses on and I'm like kind of drunk and I'm like math. I don't know. Math doesn't even, <laughs> what is that? And so I ended up giving them like 
40%. (laughs) And I saw what I did. I went, oh, well, praise the Lord. Whatever, it's only money. Uh, God, sow that seed. (laughs) Right, honey? (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Still having fun. (laughs) Woo-woo! All right, uh, so let's pray. Um, listen, if you're if you're having if you need to uh, prayer for fear, uh, would you just stand up and um, don't be shy? Okay, one person. There you go. Thank you for being a forerunner. Woo! All right, so Lord, I'm just gonna wait for whoever else needs to stand. Nobody's looking. Tyler, can you go ahead and play the worship? Yeah. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Yeah. We love your presence. Yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, that standing before me are champions of the faith. They are champions. That they were created for this hour. I bind up the spirit of fear that has come in to speak to you, saying that God is not enough in this hour. And that you're going to have lack. And that you're not going to be provided for. I just bind up all of those scenarios that have been playing in your minds of all of the things that are, are, you're not going to be able to do and that, that, that uh, the enemy, how the enemy is going to come in and how everything's going to fall apart. Right now, I just bind you in Jesus' name and I command you to go. Every voice of the enemy, every, um, every scenario that he has played in your mind right now, I command you to go in Jesus' name. I command you to go. Those that are feeling hopeless about your future, I want you to stand. That you've lost hope for a future. And you think, this is it. I'm not going to get to have a future. I'm not going to get to have um, college or um, school or uh, marriage or whatever, children, right now, I command that hopelessness to go in Jesus' name. I command it to go in Jesus' name. Right now, I command you to come up and come out and release their hearts. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have a hope and a future and a plan and a purpose That, God, this is our finest hour, and these are champions standing before us. I just right now, Holy Spirit, release a double grace, a greater grace on them to see your face. That your face is a face of hope. That you have prepared them for such a time as this. And it truly is going to be an amazing time. I see families. I see children. I see homes. I see the finest hour. I just release a, a, a fearlessness about death. We don't have to be afraid of death. It doesn't have a hold on us. Yeah, Father, I just thank you, God, that we are those that live forever and ever and ever for all of eternity with you. 
So Father, I just bless you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Just receive the blessings of the Lord. And I thank you, Father. I just release all of that and lay it at the altar of his feet. Release that just like, just like Mary did. None of that you can change anyway. So right now, just see, oh, I saw that. That release right there. Did you feel that? Woo, come up, come up, come up, come up. Yeah, yeah. Man, this is gonna be amazing. All right, this is what I want you to do. Everybody that's singing. All right, I want you to bring the music down. All right, we're gonna sing. La la, ready? <laughs> Who wants to start? Where's Cat? Okay, who wants to start? Y'all start for me. La, 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 la. Doesn't that feel good? La, 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 la. Woo, did y'all feel that fire come in the room? No, no, don't stop. La 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 Amen. That's good. Let's give him a hand.